welcome to Miss Next Game, Episode 4. I'm your host, Scouse Boy, and I'm here with our co-host, Picnic Mick. Lovely to see you again. Lovely that, lovely that you're back, that's all I'll say. Uh, we've got a packed agenda tonight, as always. The first thing we're going to do is talk about the Amazons in our team spotlight. We're going to look at the positionals, the league play, the tournament play, hobby considerations, and more. Um, Mick is a, uh, a stalwart with the Amazons, aren't you, Mick? Yeah, I took them in the uh, in the most recent league down in uh, down in Barnsley, and they're so much fun. They're so mm. much fun. So yeah, we'll have some good fun things to talk about with those. Definitely, I've not played the Amazons apart from once in a tournament back in the day before they got their revamp. Boy, oh boy, have they been revamped? They definitely have, <laughs> which is good news to me because I did not do very well in that tournament mm. with the Amazons. So yes, looking forward to that. After that, we're going to move on to Mick's Hobby Masterclass, as usual. Mick, what have you got for us this week? I've spent the last few uh, episodes talking about how to do some, some skin effects. Mm-hmm. What we're going to talk about today is how to do some dark skin. Fantastic. A little bit of diversity for the podcast. Always welcome. Oh, absolutely. We'll be moving on to our actual tournament roundup. There's a jam-packed section this month. I have two tournaments to talk about. One is a stunty tournament in which I placed halflings, mm-hmm. and the second was the six-round, two-day, day-votational tournament um, in our one of our favourite places, Sanctuary Games. Yes, and there was a, a very prestigious tournament there. Uh, I was over at the Sheffield Scuffle, a sevens tournament in a social club over in Sheffield, where I was not very good, but had a huge <laughs> amount of fun. That's all you can ask for. A huge amount of fun. Sevens is great. We should talk about that as one of our talking points at some point. We we do enjoy the variations of the game. Yes, Sevens, the new Gutter Bowl has come out, Dungeon Bowl, and and, and so on. So um, I'm quite jealous that I couldn't make the Sevens tournament because it's a a fantastic format. Sevens is a great laugh. And the good thing is, if you're having a terrible match, it's over really quickly. (laughs) That is true. That is true. And finally, we shall be rounding proceedings off with another round of the game show that everybody is talking about, Naf Name or Nonsense. And I don't know where there is to go with it. One five nil last time. All I can say, Mick, <laughs> is that things have got to change because I'm not I'm not suffering that kind of drubbing again. No, absolutely. So yes, plenty to look forward to and hopefully something for all out there. Great. Let's bring on the drums. Bom, 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 bom. Okay, welcome back to Miss Next Game. So, Mick, Amazons. We're going back to the steaming jungles of Lustry once again, aren't we? We are, we are. We're taking a left turn instead of a right turn. If you turn right, uh, you will see the the lizard men with their skinks and swords. You turn left and you see the the huddled uh, villages of the Amazons underneath the, uh, the steaming canopy. And wow... Are these ladies lots of fun to play? Um, now, you've not played them really I've played, yet, have you? I've not played the new version of Amazons. Mm. I've played the old version of Amazons where you got the four blitzers. Um, and what else did you get in the old version? You got some catchers. That was it. Uh, but there was kind of... Blitzers, catchers, throwers, throw. and that's it, wasn't it? It was a bit like humans, but mm. everybody had dodge and one less yeah. armor. Yeah. So, Amazons do tend to sort of spam a base skill. One of the team's... Um, as a base level that has that, um, yeah, a bit like um, the Norse team, which has block across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazons have dodge across the board. The Slan have lots of leap. Leap, yes, yes. yes. There's a number of teams that sort of fit this mould. 
But originally, the skill stat lines for Amazons were, were very sort of generic. Six, three, three, seven, that mm-hmm. being your movement, your strength, your agility, and, and your, armor. your armor. Yeah, There wasn't much finesse in there, but the changes that they've made to the roster, that's definitely got a bit more finesse in the team. Now. Oh, it's it, it's so much more different now. It's really, really interesting. So your most vanilla one, the one that has changed the least amount, it's the Eagle Warrior Line Women. Mm-hmm. And they've got Movement 6, Strength 3, Agility 3, Passing of 4+, plus, not bad, and Armor of 8+. Plus. And all of your Line Women get Dodge. This is great. This is marvellous because you've got, obviously, the chance to have up to 16 of these. Yeah, and it means that you're getting knocked down one time less than everybody else on a, on on the block dice, How unless much? you're playing blooming dwarves. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get we'll, to, we'll get, get to, to the dwarves. We'll get later. to that. So, how much do the linemen cost? Are they fifty thousand? That's great value. That's great value. That yes, armor seven or armor old school, mm-hmm. old school armor seven. The eight plus is always worrisome, um, but the fact that they've got a built-in defensive capability with the dodge mm-hmm. helps. And the fact is, we all know that at, at certain points. Armor eight plus is a lie. Yeah. You can uh, you can just get through yeah. it and it's all fine. And Dodge is one of those beautiful skills that block works on both your turn and your opponent. Yes, right. So you've got a strong start there with your with your liners. Next, you can have zero to two Python Warrior Throwers, eighty thousand uh, gold. Movements are pretty much the same stat line apart from passing three plus. That's so it. they're okay at passing. Then yeah. Oscar's the Skaven. Not no. as good as the humans, no. but they have got some really nice skills to start with. Mm-hmm. They've got dodge. Makes them really, really survivable. On the ball, nice and flexible. Oh, I almost. Think that's a great skill. That's a great yeah, skill. Well. It, it almost you know, it makes them kind of movement nine on turn one. Yes. Or when you get when you get kicked to. And lets you be an absolute pain in the neck when there's any passing shenanigans going on mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, to be to be really irritating with it. They've got pass, unsurprisingly, for a uh, a thrower. Mm-hmm. And you've got safe pass as well. What does safe pass do? It just cancels out the fumble if you're throwing the ball. Oh, nice. So nice. if you end up as if the ball was going to be dropped, it's not a turnover, doesn't scatter, you just keep hold of the ball. Very, very useful. Mm. For it also ends the thrower's activation. Ends the thrower's yeah. activation as well. Which is fine. I mean, that's great. It's, it's a great skill on paper. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a great skill in the game itself because there's very, very little throwing going on. Yeah. I, it tends to be a lot of the throwing happens when it's desperation and dire straits. Mm. So at least having the bottom end cancelled out, it means the dire straits aren't going to get any more dire. You've still got the fun of a wildly inaccurate that you can play <laughs> you with. Have, you yeah, have. I used it for how often it comes yeah. up. I used these ladies in a uh, 10 or 12 game league mm-hmm. and the safe pass didn't come up once. And I was passing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the two that you've got to worry about yes. on throwing these days, not the one. Mm, so, absolutely. Yeah. But, but still still a fine, a fine thing to have. Yes. Okay, then, so that's the throwers. And these next ones are brand new. Okay. They're called blitzers, which you normally have them as your hard cases in mm-hmm. the team. This one, well, j- judge for yourself, and I'll tell you what I think. 90k, movement 7. The uh, This is the only piece that's better than movement 6 on nice. the team. Which is a bit scary in con- constriction, if because on the face of it, these ladies are a, um, a, an agility team. Mm-hmm. Strength 3, agility 3+, plus, passing 5+, plus, armor 8, Dodge, hit and run, and jump up. 
Nice. So let's talk about Dodge and Jungle yeah. first. Dodge, we've already talked about at length, and if you listen to this, you probably know quite a lot about what <laughs> Dodge does. Jump up, very, very useful for if you were using these as a, a scoring piece. Somebody puts you down, that is going to, you know, if you are more than five squares away from the end zone, that is going to be really causing you a lot of uh, problems if you want to, you know, let's say if the yeah. ball's bounced out of your hands and you, you want to get in and try and score. Jump up, you can get up, and then just yeah. bomb straight into the end it's zone. It's fantastic because it sort of helps stretch your stretch plays even further. Yeah. And also you can do the jump up and block as well. You can jump up. You, you have to roll the dice, but, you know. You've got to roll the dice. Fine. The other thing that that does is makes wrestle that little bit better as well. Yes. So if you do, uh, it, you know, improve these ladies with wrestle, you don't really want to be having one of your um, 90,000 90, pieces on the floor that much because they are very kickable with Armour 8+. Plus. So that's it, you jump up. Hit and run, it is a trait. Mm-hmm. It is a brand new trait. It, they're the only ones in the game that have this. What it is, uh, after they do a block action, this includes Blitz 2, mm-hmm. they can immediately move one free square, ignoring any tackle zones, so long as they are still standing. And after that, they have to be not marked or marking any opposition players. So in no tackle zones? In no tackle zones after that. Fantastic. That's a really, really good defensive skill. Especially somebody defensive and and very much offensive. So if they're your ball carrier and you're wanting them to kind of bang in and do a bit of a blitz away to the end zone, instead of of movement seven, they're becoming movement eight. Oh, I see. So on the blitz, you can have... So you can move them an extra square. Yeah, yeah, that you makes get sense. A, you yeah. get a free square. It's they rock fantastic. off. They move in three for the blitz. They blitz. Uh, they get the pow. Mm-hmm. But they after that they can move an extra square. Very yeah, nice. you also yeah. obviously you're also still getting if you are if you get a power of push, mm-hmm. you still get your 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 square for the uh, the power, the follow up as yeah. well. And so, also if you if you're doing the the blitz for example, mm-hmm. and you just get the I don't know the um, the two both down results when you've both got block, mm-hmm. then you don't need to make a dodge roll to exactly. dodge away. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So okay. very, very useful. Also because you want to be denying your opponent's uh, blocks and hits on on these because you've only got two of them and they are your, your main scoring threats. This means you can do a hit and if you get, get a push, you're not going to be stood next to them afterwards. Mm. You can just get yourself away. Makes it very, very nice for setting up screens. Mm. What? Skill access do they have? They have uh, agility and general. Agility and general. Mm-hmm. Uh, strength as secondary. Strength as secondary. That's key, that, because a good thing that you could do with these, for example, is save up for a secondary and get them guard. So they're hit and run, although they won't be able to move into the tackle zone of a player, mm-hmm. um, of an opposition player, to, to apply a guard um, assist they can go and act as support for another one of mm. your players. So go and stand by an important piece that you want to protect. Definitely. Mm. And that can stack up with the, the next ladies we'll, we'll talk about, which mm. is your Jaguar Warrior blockers. Okay. So they are incredible. The Jaguar Warrior blockers, you get two of these, 110,000. These are widely considered to be some of the best, most effective positionals in the game now. Okay. Movement six, strength four. Nice. I mean, this is the big departure from the original oh, Amazon wow. roster, isn't it? Because uh, nothing, they had nothing with strength. Nothing with strength so, four, yeah. no. 
for strength foot, you've still got a Jilby three plus, very very nice. competent, um, you know, ball handler player. Passing access five, armor value nine, a lot more, uh, a lot more survivable yeah. there as well. And remember, these have got strength four. Mm-hmm. They get dodge one skill away from being bludgers out of the nice, gate. Nice and defensive, mm-hmm. and defensive as we know, it turns off guard. Turns off guard uh, on your op- on your opponent's, on, on your turn. opponent's yeah. turn. Yeah. Which Anyone who's marked by a defensive player that has guard does not have guard. Absolutely. It's weird defensive. I've been playing quite a bit of um, Blood Bowl 3 mm-hmm. recently, and I never really rated or really considered defensive as a as a thing. I've played a few teams now that my Lizardman team is quite well mm-hmm. developed, and defensive has been surprisingly good against them at the top end. Yeah. Because they'll have guard. Your guard will be switched off. And that's one of the ways that you can make the bash battle really, really useful in a developed league team. Mm, absolutely. So it's a it's a, a sleeper skill that is a, definitely an interesting an interesting choice, especially if you get it on mm. someone that you've given sidestep to, for example, yeah, or someone yeah, yeah. that's got the the basic protection of having dodge and probably block mm. so they're likely to stand up uh, be stood up most of the time you know so yeah so yeah interesting it's an interesting skill it's a very interesting skill bear in mind that this whole team nobody has block yeah that is a departure from the old build i believe i think the blitzers came yeah with you block. used to have four blitzers with block in the so old one four blitzers with block so four out of the box blodging players which is marvelous so, yes, yeah, so the Piranha Warrior Blitzers are the replacement mm-hmm. for Blitzers, and I think they're slightly more nuanced. So the old Blitzers back in the day came with Blodge mm-hmm. out of the box, which is a fantastic combination. It's the, the, the chef's kiss. It's the the blueprint. It's, it's, it's what you want all your players to have. Mm-hmm. So the fact that even though these new Blitzers do seem cool and have the excellence and very um, utility trait of hit and run mm-hmm. the fact that they don't have blodge to start with is a concern mm-hmm. and also the fact that there's only two of them rather than the four that you could get with the original what i'd say though is you get those guys as the fast players that very quickly mm. will turn into hard cases because it's they're the going to be getting a lot of your um, your star player points yeah you're right you're and right. you get the two Utter hulks, the uh, the Jaguar warrior blockers, strength yeah. four. So it kind of still does feel like you got four blitzers, but doing very different jobs out the gate. That is fair. That is fair. And anything that adds a little bit of nuance to the team mm. in general is 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 a good thing. Um, although you might think that the Amazons are traditionally and even in the new version were very sort of dodgy and agility based, and they are a bashy team. They've always been a bashy mm. team because they can ubiquitously pick up block quite quickly and they're hard to knock down. Mm -hmm. So this leans into it even more with the strength four and the fact that you've got a little bit more movement. So you've got a little bit more play, a little bit more edge to your play, which is great. Which is really good. Um, It kind of does lead us into developing these in a league, which I think was, was our next thing. Yeah. So the league that I played them in, uh, very, very different to every other league I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to 
probably start calling it the Steroid League. Okay. Because you everybody started off with lots of points that you could... Uh, it was a D6 star player points for each, each starting player. Oh, wow. Okay. And using one of the uh, the things that people like from Necromunda, everybody got one uh, one star player point per match for showing up and playing. Oh, interesting. So, so the development was sort of skyrocketed. Development just absolutely skyrocketed. Okay. <clears throat> so over the 10 games, we actually get lots of skills in there mm-hmm. and see what happens. So almost pretty much by the end of it, most teams were where you would be looking at them for maybe second season going on there yeah. as well. Sounds totally bananas. Anyone who's looking at starting a league consider it it's a lot of fun it's yeah. different to a lot of other leagues though so some of the some of the skills mm-hmm. that i i get narrowly lost out on the uh winning the league by a point in the last game against dark elves oh, no. but there you go so it, this this build did work yeah it, it did work the line women yes they work really really well with uh you add block onto them yeah. that's great of course of course because i knew it was only going to be a seven eight game league that was going on I wanted to take some random skills on them as well. Okay. And I went for a lot of random generic skills. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of them worked. Okay. Okay. You, you know, there's there's really only Shadowing and Fend that are a little bit indifferent. Mm. Apart from that, the it, it, all of them, lovely. Tackle okay. was great. Well, yeah. The strip ball was great. Pro was great. All of them are really, yeah. really nice. Fair, and it was fair. worth just, you know, sucking up a couple of mm. uh, indifferent skills. Uh, to do that. Python Warrior Throwers, for those, uh, Block was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I only I only took one of these. Occasionally, yeah. use them as a runner to try and score. Okay. But uh, once you got uh, Block and Dodge on these, I, I ended up with it. I chose a shoe of hands on, on them as okay. well. Okay, yeah. Uh, just to, because at uh, Agility 3, having them just... Yeah. You from know, a one in three to a one in nine is a big, a big absolutely. Up, up I, I had a couple of times in early games where the jam covered sausage fingers were just not working <laughs> out for me in that. Great, and then it's looking at the skills that really drove these guys on yeah. into uh, the Piranha Warrior Blitzers. Again, lots of things really did work for them. I stuck block on both straight course. away. Block I'm, on both straight I'm, away. It's worth saying that you know if your first skill isn't block on any of these, any of the important pieces at least. Mm-hmm. Then you're doing it wrong. You need to get block on your blitzers, on your jaguar blockers, uh, even your throwers. Mm-hmm. Um, have more fun and come up with more utility for your cheaper line women. Mm-hmm. But block is is your first port of call. Yeah, absolutely. Block is first one one for these. Uh, other ones that really really work for them. Catch was amazing mm. because your thrower is going to be handing them off to the or somebody is going to be yeah. handing the ball off to these. And again, you don't want them to just cack handedly drop it everywhere. Failing a one in three to failing a one in nine. It's it's, it's, it's it, a it's a decent uptick. These did quickly start racking up lots of points as uh, as scorers. So gave them uh, one of them ended up with frenzy. Block, okay, block and frenzy. Yeah, with with this was terrifying. Okay, especially after that uh, that final hit. Yeah, if you knock somebody off the pitch with it, hit yeah. and run. Beautiful. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. Just gives you a little bit of safety against being surfed. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. So, so that worked rather well and was very good as a a, a, a kind of a terror weapon there as well. Um, already said about taking catch and dodge on them. They were marvelous. Really good. Excellent. Jaguar Warrior Blockers, of course. Uh, well, I say 
one of them I decided, uh, one of them I took block four straight away. Yeah, yeah. The other one I want right, I wanted some guard in there. Okay, so you saved up for guard. Yeah. For your first skill. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so took block on one and took guard on the other one. Are the blockers the only ones that have got strength access in any shape? Or? Yes. Yeah, so it, it is key. Personally, I think I'd go block first, then guard, mm-hmm. but I can see the point of, of, of getting guard first. Yeah. Hope that the uh, hope that they don't roll the both downs. That's the, that's the plan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And having somebody with defensive and guard mm. was quite useful. Yeah, that just seems to be a, a bit of a uh, insult to injury, really, isn't it? It's like, it oh, is, yours it doesn't is. work, but mine does. Yeah, yeah I mem- yeah. remember a game against uh, Chaos Dwarf Team. And we ended up with that combination of the guard and the defensive, mm-hmm. just with a big kind of Mexican standoff, yeah. where nobody was getting the skill going on. But because at that point I was managing to get the ball down the other end, uh, down the other end of the pitch to try and score, that I was I was very happy with that. Fair, yeah, yeah. So uh, for, for those, the all of the loads of the strength skills are just uh, just fantastic. Mm. I used these as kind of black orchid lumps in the mm. middle of the pitch yeah. uh, to try and go and support. Some people say they've had a lot of success with these, using these as runners and scorers. Okay. Um, I did hard to bring down, aren't Yeah, they? I did really go that way, Strength but I can see blanch. why that would work. Mm, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the block, dodge, guard... Um, one of them I ended up with Mighty Blow on before she died and had to replace it with a new one. Um yeah, so many different options with with those. Excellent. So, yeah. well, as far as you know, I, I can see that a skilled up team has got a multitude of options to go for mm. after block. Um, the the power gamer in me can't see past block as the, yeah. the, the the first skill. So, where do you think they'd sit as a team in a longer league in the development of the team? Do they play better low skill environment or high skill environment? I do <laughs> see that your league that you played in would have been a high-skill environment quite quickly. Yeah, be. absolutely. Um, so how, how do you think they do? Yeah, I, I think out of the box, you suffer maybe in the first uh, in the first game or so not having, uh, not having much block at all yeah. and also not having any of the really big ball-handling skills that you might need to, mm-hmm. you know, that you... Humans and... Even humans and orcs have. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, that... The, the sure hands and catch and That's things like fair. that that help with moving the ball around the pitch. As soon as you get a couple of those, like one or two bits of block and some ball handling skills, it just the engine just really, mm-hmm. really started to purr. That's fair. Um, your superpower is dodge. So as soon as uh, you start coming up against teams with, with a lot more tackle and things yeah. like that, you start to suffer. So I would say out of the gate... Uh, you'll have a few bad turns where things go wrong. Yeah. Um, it's good that the re-roll cost is at only sixty. Yes, that you know? does help. That yeah. does help a lot. Um, after the end of the league, I, I I stopped using them. So in in terms of using them for a redraft, not sure. But I think once people get kind of get your number and they get more tackle in there, yeah, you're going to have a hard time. That's the thing. I mean, I I. This is only theory crafting, but I I see them as an early to early to mid mm. strength team because out of the box, it's only your dwarves and your chaos dwarves that have a lot of tackle. Mm-hmm. So your dodge will be paying dividends mm-hmm. against most teams. The armor A plus, a plus, not so much. But as soon as teams start getting 
that extra tackle as things go on, mm-hmm. then it becomes trickier because they're also getting mighty blow on their strength pieces. And yes, they might only have two tackle pieces, but that's one blitzer turn they could quite easily, especially with something like an orc blitzer, you, you'll get your mighty blow on it, you'll get tackle on it, and then it'll be there surgically removing these, oh, these people. Absolutely. Mighty blow against yeah. against these would be just a world of pain. Yes, it, yes. it's tough. Um, but early on, I think they've got a lot to offer, and they are a team that I feel would reward strong positional play early on because you'll be able to dodge away and screen and make sure that the your opposition players can have very limited movement on on the on the ball because dodging away from the blocks is the way that you save yourself and hitting on leads into that there's there's nuance in there for for, for for that kind of player the player that likes to restrict the movement options of of the other coach um these will be the team that will be able to definitely mine that gold. Absolutely. All of the dodge that you've got just makes it so much easier to get yourself yeah. into annoying positions. Yeah. And we're saying that obviously with tackle later on in leagues, it's going to be a hard time. Yes, it will be, but you've overloaded, you'll be overloaded in that tackle piece. That'll be, that, that, that those two or three tackle pieces will be working hard. Mm-hmm. And if you can target them, and with, take them out. with their with, with with a bit of removal, a bit of um, judicial stomping, shall we say, then it will make it easier. The fact that mighty blow is only a secondary skill might delay the the mm-hmm. actual amount of pure removal you can get as the league progresses. But it's still something that is necessary, I think, at some point when you when you're developing these guys. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, lots and lots of fun in the league. What about for tournament play? Tournaments, I, I haven't used these in a tournament yet. That's fair. So one thing I would say, though, you are not going to suffer as much in a tournament with the the low armor value and losing some of your key pieces because mm. lots of one, times in the league, I'd be missing one of my key pieces yeah. for the next game. Yeah. With the resurrection tournament that you get in 99.9% yeah. of tournaments, um, that is not going to be a problem. Yeah. Also being able to pick some skills uh, mm-hmm. at the start, that is going to be um, a huge help. So in the World Cup coming up in Alicante, Amazons are uh, a Tier 2. Yes, it's a surprise that because they're traditionally a Tier 1 team. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there are a few surprises thrown up by the World Cup rule set and this is one of them. Yeah, Amazons and Skaven rather yeah. a bargain. Yeah, definitely. It does seem, the difference is they get an extra skill basically on your mm-hmm. Tier 1 teams. But tier one or tier two, it is a case of the fact that most of the time you'll just be getting a lot of primary skills mm-hmm. to give your people. There won't be much secondary access there unless there's some funky stuff going on with the actual way that you can select skills. You might get a, a number of points that you can use, for example, to mm-hmm. select your skills. But with primary skills, um, you, you know what I'm going to say. It's, it's going to be block. It's got to be block because the more mm-hmm. blodges you have, the more your players will be remain on their feet. The fact that you've got strength access on your blockers, mm-hmm. your strength four blockers, as a primary skill, means that you can load those up with the guard that mm-hmm. you might need. And of course, you'll probably find space for some tackle in there as well. Mm-hmm. You could also put a mighty blow on one of your strength four pieces. Yeah. The strength four mighty blow is good. But then again, because nothing has got block. Yeah, I, if I was taking this to a tournament, mm. I would go for one guard and one block. 
on the uh, on the blocks. On the, on, yeah, that yeah. seems fair. That yeah. seems fair. People do that with um, Blackhawks, for mm. example. Yeah, guard on some and <laughs> block on the other. As far as tournament play goes, I think Amazons definitely have a lot of things to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the key here would be your blitzers and your blockers skilling those up and those being your real danger pieces. Yeah. I think uh, maybe a sure hands on the uh, on the thrower, that's mm. all you'd really need to do for them. Yeah. But I would be tempted to go for a, a block on one of the Piranha Warriors, catch on, on one of them as well, maybe. Interesting, interesting. Um, just for the number of times where that went really wrong that's in fair. the uh, that's in in the league for me, I'd go for a, a block jaguar warrior and a guard guard jaguar warrior as well. You know, uh, people will disagree with that. Yeah. Um, and especially people who've taken these to a tournament before. One thing I would also say, uh, also maybe think of, is that in a lower skill environment for for tournaments. They may well be slightly better placed because there will be less tackle out there to come mm-hmm. and uh, sort of be kryptonite to the mm-hmm. Amazonian superpower. So it's worth thinking that, say, you only get, you're at a tournament which only gives two skills to the, the higher tier teams, mm-hmm. then just two block on there gets you two blodges, and the fact that they won't they will unlikely have any tackle mm-hmm. Means that they'll be a good team to, to to run in that sort of environment. Definitely. However, the thing that we've sort of skirted about, about that we're not really talking about is dwarves. Dwarves and chaos dwarves from the outset will will cause these guys a bit of pain. Yeah, absolutely. This, this in the league that I played, that was my, one of my toughest games. Mm. Uh, yeah. Just for the sheer amount of tackle, just putting my ladies on the backside. Yeah. 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 So if you if you are Looking for a team that gives you a good chance against the field, then Amazons may not be the team for you. However, if you're willing to ride your luck and mm-hmm. hope not to face dwarves, then Amazons will be strong against the majority of the rest of the opposition. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, they do have dodge spammed across it, but it means that you get to try out so many skills differently and it, it just synergizes really well with with, with so much and uh, I had a huge amount of fun with them. Marvellous. Yeah. Uh, have you got any tips for, for any hobby considerations with these guys? Yeah, a, a few different things for them that you can do. The two different things are, first of all, choice of models you can get. In the box that you get from Games Workshop, you get a really good choice of, uh, a good choice of models in there. I'd say you're probably going to need another couple of liners to deal with mm-hmm. those. Uh, so just what I'd suggest is get an extra box, gives you an extra liners, mm. flog one of the sprues on Blood Bowl Trade. Mm. That got me 13 quid back. Very nice. You know, uh, and then you, you, you've got the liners that you need. Because these are traditional, well, they, they, these are from the jungles. Mm. They're not from the European old world. It gives you quite a few choices and encourages that that few different choices of skin tones in there as well. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to practice trying some Latino skin, some uh, some dark skin, it, it really encourages that yeah. kind of thing to stretch you a little bit as a uh, as a painter. We'll talk about some of that when we get to the to, to the hobby section as well. The other thing that's worth saying with hobby wise is. The Games Workshop Jaguar Warrior Blocker does not look like a strength four piece. It's the right. same size as everybody else. You put yeah. that next to a Black Orc, yeah, and say which one is a strength four? Yeah, it's Johnny Black Orc all day. 
So, one thing you may want to have a look at, have a look at some of the third-party ones out there. There are some great third-party the teams The Grebo Amazon yeah. team. Oh, I have them. Incredible. I have them painted by Mick. Well, absolutely beautiful team. Absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Their Jaguar Warrior blocker mm-hmm. is an absolute hench hulk yeah. of a lady. She's a unit. She looks strengthful yeah. all day. And loads of character in there as well. So, uh, Grebo, if you fancy sending me a free, free set of versions <laughs> of Crack On Lads. Another, I mean, another idea that I had for before they released an Amazon team uh, at Games Workshop is the Necromunda Escher clan. Mm. Um, were, is it the Eshers? The, 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 the ladies? Yes. yes. One thing I have to say for the Escher ones is I thought I'm going to get some Escher models. Yeah. I'm going to do some head swaps, and it'll look mint. Yeah. No. It didn't work. <laughs> the, the, the heads of the Amazon team are probably about twice as big as the Escher <laughs> ones, so I've got quite a few pinhead right, ones in my good. team. Fair. It does not quite look right. That's fair. If you're going to use the entire model, yeah. Escher model as, yeah. as one of your ladies, it, it would look great. Just yeah. just lose the weapons and the, the grenades yeah. and things like that. But the, the Games Workshop... Games Workshop, Amazon models, they all look like they've all been to the gym. They've yeah. been working out a lot. Well, they look kind of athletic ladies. And one thing I'll say, they've gone away from any of the old the old Amazon models that uh, used to be around, especially in some of the third-party ones, that were quite yeah. highly sexualized. <clears throat> the cheesecake models. Yeah. Cheesecake ones, yeah. These ones, they look like professional sports women. Which is good. Yeah. 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 Only to be applauded. Yeah. Uh, marvellous. So, uh, anything else you'd like to add about the Amazons, or should we move on? Um, I just heartily recommend them to have uh, lots of lots of fun and score lots of touchdowns and and be generally a bit bit annoying towards your opponent. Also, give them a lot of fun to your opponent when your ladies get taken off in cartloads because of their rubbish armour as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to Miss Next Game. Now we're moving on from the jungles of Lustria into the painting room of our resident hobby expert, Picnic Mick, for Mick's Hobby Masterclass. Mick, what have you got for us this month? What we've got for you this month is painting some dark skin. Lovely. So this, we'll be looking at kind of sub-Saharan African kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of skin. If you imagine Michael B. Jordan in Creed. Lovely, yeah. This is what it will look like. Okay. But, you know, I'm going to give you two different ways to get this. Excellent. Okay. Because in... The majority of paint uh, ranges, Caucasian skin has got a lot of lot of different Definitely, options. Yeah. The the standard skin wash is based around Caucasian, mm-hmm. and uh, the standard contrast paint Gilliman flesh is but will give you a Caucasian look over your Wraithbone or yeah. your Grey Seer. So you've got to do a bit of fiddling about to try and get the the right kind of uh, dark skin tone. So I'm going to give you using layer paints, okay, and I'm going to give you a contrast way of doing it as Lovely. well. Layer paints. What I'd recommend is doesn't matter what. Uh, undercoat you use for this if you start off with Mornfang brown mm-hmm. gives you a really nice kind of slightly reddish chocolatey brown there the key with the next one and this this would sound a, a little bit weird if you never tried it before mix of agrax earthshade and purple ink okay the purple takes it from looking at just being a flat brown mm-hmm. the purple makes it a lot more natural looking 
Okay, so you get a, a mix of the Agrax and purple, and then two colours to highlight. There's Scrag Brown and Deathclaw Brown. Okay. Okay, just a little bit of highlight on the cheekbones and the chin. Lovely. All the, and, you know, anywhere where, where the light would hit it. And that will give you a really nice-looking dark skin tone. So, fabulous. Give that a go if you like your layer painting. Works a treat. Sounds good. Uh, for if you if you're a contrast painter, I am definitely a contrast painter. Absolutely, a lot of people really really loving the uh, the contrast paint. I did loads of experimentation to see what was going to work best for this, and the best one I found is a Rathbone undercoat, Rathbone Rathbone base coat. Yeah, and then Wildwood. It okay. gives a fantastic dark skin tone. That if if you go over that. With then just a, the highlight of the scrag brown and a um, death club brown afterwards again gives you a really really nice looking uh, dark skin turn. But uh, please g- give it a try if you're after some uh, dark skin on any of your models. Yeah, Wildwood, that's the best one I found. If you found something that works even better than that, please tell me because I <laughs> love trying some different things. Great stuff. That's a couple of great tips there. From however you approach your painting time, I will definitely be trying the Wildwood um, because I like a bit of diversity in my teams. And yeah, it's, that sounds great. Absolutely, yeah. In terms of practicalities on the tabletop as well. So, for example, in my uh, my pro elf team, mm-hmm. I do half of my half of my positionals uh, with dark skin uh, because uh, you know it's easier to say right that blitzer with the dark skin has got this these skills. Yeah, yeah. That blitzer with the, the uh, you know the Caucasian looking yeah. skin has got these skills. It's and a practical identifier for the absolutely. Pieces on the pitch. So yeah, it makes yeah. things a lot better. And for your Amazons. You know, you. Sh- it makes perfect sense yeah. in the law. You know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. So yeah, uh, there are some practical tips for doing some dark skin with your blood ball players. Great stuff, thank you, man. Fantastic. Hello, and welcome back to Miss Next Game. We're now going to move on to the tournament talk section of our podcast in which both Mick and I tell you about the tournaments that we've played in, do some exciting play-by-plays from the rounds we've done, and share our wins and losses, sadness and delight in equal measure. Yes, the winning without winning in my case. <laughs> well, let's not get into any spoilers. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that as we get to it. So there's three tournaments that we'd like to talk about this time, two from myself, one from Mick. I want to start off with the Fail Academy Half Pint Edition. Great. It was a stunty tournament, so everyone took a stunty team, obviously. And if you remember regular listeners from back when we talked about our fearless Blood Bowl adventuries, one of the things that I mentioned in passing was that my stunty play was something that was a concern of mine mm-hmm. because being a coach that liked to win, Finding the strength two guys up against strength three guys and tier three teams up against tier one teams mm-hmm. was galling to me when yeah, I was playing. Yeah. So it was something that I didn't enjoy and didn't partake in. Having a tournament where I could play basically your strength two guys as strength three guys against other strength two mm-hmm. guys, that was something that did appeal to me. So I'm glad that I, I entered this. The building restrictions were everyone had a tier three team. Everybody had a certain amount of gold to build their team. And they could roster stars. Everybody could roster stars. That's great. Now, the thing with rostering stars was the mega stars, if you like, were banned. There was a list of stars you couldn't take. So no Griff, no, no Hacklem. No Morg, 
the bombers weren't allowed. There was a number of things that weren't happening. So it got you to be creative in the, in the team build. It was all run on Torplay, which is a fantastic piece of software that allows tournaments and leagues to be run in a very smooth and organic way. Mm-hmm. And it also means for in the tournament setting that your tournament rosters are getting verified by the actual software itself rather than yeah. having to go through the eyes of many people. So you could play with rosters and you knew that it was legal as long as it was accepted. So my build that I took and the team that I took, I took halflings. Great. And my halfling team had two stars in it. Go on, who'd you go for? So my team consisted of mm-hmm. two tree men. Yes. Which both had the double skill of block. Nine halfling hopefuls, two of which had diving tackle. Nasty. And two stars. The stars were Ivar Eriksson. Oh, he's amazing. And Rumble Sheepskin. I also had one reroll. Mm-hmm. And of course, I spent for a halfling chef. You've got to go for the chef. The choice of stars that I made was quite interesting. The reason I chose those two stars is because they both had tackle. Oh. And the reason I chose Dive and Tackle for my guys is because I was playing against Stunties. Guaranteed a lot of dodge. Lots of dodge in there. And everything, all the choices I made were very much power gaming choices. Okay. To build a Stunty team that beat another Stunty team. Did you find many other people had kind of maxed out on the Tackle stuff? Not to the same extent. Okay. I found people had similar stars. Ivar was there more than once. Mm-hmm. The diving tackle wasn't there as often. People went with other skills. There were a number of different ways to skill up your players. Mm-hmm. And two stars, two doubles, two singles was the way that I chose. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just chose primaries. There weren't many people there with block trees. Yeah. I did have somebody, I played somebody in the first round who had diving tackle on a tree. That's interesting. It How a, did that work? It was an odd choice. It was an odd choice. Doesn't seem like a great skill for Because a then you've got to roll a dice to stand up again. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. I mean that's a that's a very brave double skill to take for a tree. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's what he took. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'll tell you about how things went on the Tell day. me about how things went. So, the first round I played against SV Criminal. He was also playing har- uh, Halflings. And his two stars were Ivar and Acorn. For those who don't remember, Ivar is a strength four guy mm-hmm. that's got block, guard, and tackle. So he's just a great guy to start with. Ivar has got a special ability called Raiding Party. Once per drive, he can move... At the beginning of his activation, he can move one open player on his team within five squares of Ivar one space, as long as that player's move, this one move, one, one space's movement, ends with them marking an opposition player. So I took this guy mainly for the tackle, but I thought that that would work well with the low movement of the trees. Love a tree in there. And you could move a tree to base a guy mm. and smack a guy. I was hoping that it worked with um, rooted trees, but unfortunately it doesn't. No. Because they can't move under any circumstances, no. force move or otherwise. Yeah. I got a lot of play out of Ivar um, across the day. He was, he was very like good. good. So, my first round, as I've said, I played SV Criminal. I played SV Criminal once before. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, it was at the first Fail Academy tournament in which he beat me in the last round to win the tournament. Oh, okay. 
bit of chance for some payback. <laughs> well, I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping. Uh, he's a nice guy. Um, he's very talkative during the game. He tends to vocalise all his moves mm-hmm. and ask que- ask a lot of questions um, multiple times. I think to reinforce his his, mm-hmm. his um, choice of action. I found it very distracting. I'll not lie. I don't think he was putting it on to be a distracting mm-hmm. tactic. But was what was quite quite irritating was he'd often start with the wrong play in my eyes, and then theorise with himself vocally, and always come up with the right play at the end mm-hmm. of it. So it was a system that was working for him. Yeah. So we played. He was the guy who had dive and tackle on the tree, uh, which he did use a couple of times, and I was happy to see that be used because getting a tree on the ground it's is not absolutely easy. fine for me. <laughs> And I was also pulling them out of position mm. um, when I was uh, dodging past them, which was nice. So I had two block trees. They proved in this matchup to be absolutely key. He didn't have block on his trees. He was rather surprised that I took block on my trees. But for me, it was a no-brainer choice, as you know. Trees with block are just lethal. E- evil, evil. So we both had chefs. My build has one re-roll to start with because I've maxed out on the mm-hmm. amount of money I was spending on my stars. So the chef role was crucial in all my matchups. Over the game, I gained five rerolls on his, and he only gained the one, so that was a big yeah. swing. So on his drive, which was the first half, both of my trees rooted on turn two, Oof. which is not a good time. But, but I did manage to take his two trees out of the action. Okay. Uh, not by removing them or anything like that, but by use of diving tackle and getting them on the floor, mm-hmm. getting them away from where the ball was being handled mm-hmm. and having them not really able to get up and do anything or make any significant headway towards getting back not in the Not close action. enough to do anything useful. So my trees were out and so were his. Uh, casualties weren't happening early on, which was understandable, but also quite galling with my block trees. Mm-hmm. Although because they're rooted, they weren't really doing much. They couldn't do anything and swing for it. On, on uh, his drive, I failed my one in nine chance to blitz the ball carrier mm-hmm. in that I'd managed to get a one dice blitz on his ball carrier which was obviously a halfling mm-hmm. stood in a cage and I'd pushed a few pieces away and then managed to do a cheeky set of threes in to get the one dice blitz and unfortunately my last dodge into the cage which would have facilitated that mm-hmm. was a, a one into a two and down my guy went Splat. but he then failed a one in nine dodge, which scuppered his score. So he tried to dodge away mm-hmm. a bit later on. And when he fell over, there was no real opportunity yes. for him to score on his drive. Obviously, the halfling chef had left some purified butter on the pitch. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Greasy cleats everywhere. I had, when that happened, a outside chance that I could throw a halfling pass and... Managed to score on his turn. As next. in a through a teammate? Or no, it was actually going. going uh, passing. Not, I couldn't do the teammate pass because my trees were both rooted. Yeah, yeah. So there was nobody there yeah. uh, next to them. Um, so what I had to do was go with my halflings, go pick up the ball, clear a few people away with blocks, mm-hmm. throw the ball, no re rolls, hopefully catch it. And it was, it was a long shot. Yes. And if I'm honest, I didn't even get to pick up the ball or the, the first bit <laughs> yeah. because I rolled the double scores very early on. My guy fell over. But that was fine. We went in nil-nil. In the second half, it started badly for me in that he rolled on his kickoff to me a blitz. And the ball was quite close to the halfway line. Mm-hmm. So we managed to get underneath it uh, with halflings. And 
he caught the ball and it, he was there with the ball on my drive, which which isn't a good good no. feeling. However, I was lucky in that I did manage to contain that quite quite well. Get Ivar involved. Mm-hmm. Ivar was proving his worth. Rumbelow was doing business as well, which is great. And I managed to contain it, knock the ball carrier over and pick up the ball and escape with it. Brilliant. Which was lovely. I managed then to stand in a cage and pin Acorn because Acorn was doing oh, some... Was he being a swine? He was a, he, he was trying to be a swine. On, on the blitz turn, he sort of came in late to, to do a blitz and it went badly for Acorn. I suppose he's not going to roll that high with the Dauntless to, to get the... To get, get the, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's got, you know... He's got a chance to to, mm. to, to, to do the damage that he needs to do. The one thing he he couldn't really handle was a fling on him that had diving tackle. And that diving tackle basically took him out of the game. Yeah. Kept him away from the action because he'd blitzed mm-hmm. in on the blitz turn to try and protect the ball yeah, and yeah. get stuff away. Um, and I'd taken and moved the action to the other side of the pitch. Um, so my cage marched its way up the pitch. And then there were a couple of bad rolls for my opponent because... As we as we've established, have taken most of his rerolls, mm-hmm. and those bad rolls came at a time when I was in the ascendancy, which meant that I managed to march on, and I scored on turn eight of my drive. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, with stunties, everyone gets a good chance at a one turn touchdown. Yeah, yeah. My kick was perfect. <laughs> I kicked it, and it went right to the back, ended in the touchdown in the in my opponent's end zone. He couldn't do anything to go and get the ball even with moving Ivar and stuff or moving mm-hmm. a guy with Ivar it was it was perfect for me so his one touchdown didn't work and I managed to beat him 1-0 well done start with the nice. win yes uh, the second round I played Git Grinder Git Grinder Git Grinder he was playing Snotlings with Varag Oof, nasty. Now you got you got owned by Snotlings with Varag I, on a previous tournament. I got you? owned by Snotlings with Varag at the last tournament I faced them at, which I believe was UKTC. Oh, same guy. Was it the same guy? It was not the no, same, same guy. guy. It was not the same guy. And obviously, then I was playing lizards. Mm. This time, uh, beg your pardon. Then I was playing shambling undead. Mm-hmm. This time with my halflings, I was worried because Snotlings have got a lot of tool, and Varag mm-hmm. is a good star. Mm-hmm. He's a, a powerful, powerful orc. Mm. So, in the first half, his bomber, mm-hmm. which he had moaned about as we sat down mm-hmm. for rolling nothing but ones in the first game, yeah, proceeded to roll nothing but ones in our game. <laughs> I was kicking, and my opponent's dice were terrible, whereas mine were okay. Mm-hmm. They weren't stellar, but they were doing yeah. much better than ones and dropping and blowing up and stuff like that. Eventually, I man- managed to manufacture on turn five a two-dice blitz on the ball carrier mm-hmm. uh, with a fling, uh, with a one-in-nine dodge that I needed to make mm-hmm. to make that. And again, like the previous round, it failed. The one-in-nine failure rate was kicking me. Varag then ended up with the ball, and he broke with the ball. Oh, it's so hard to get it off. It's a strength five guy. Yeah, when yeah. You got, You're not going to chase him down with tree men. Mm-hmm. And halflings, you're going to need like nine of them to, yes. to get anything meaningful on him. Uh, so, yes, I... Um, I did manage to track him with Ivar and get a blitz with a couple of bits of support. And I knocked him over, which was great. That means the half ended nil-nil. But I was kicking, so that was okay. Mm -hmm. In the second half, I took all of his re-rolls, which was absolutely brilliant. In the second half, though, it was 11 versus 10. I had 11, he had 10. And I'd done a lot of damage to his cool pieces. Yeah. I'd take, he still had Varag, but had taken out 
the bomber, taking out the bouncing bits. And he, he, didn't have, the, he, um, didn't, he didn't have pump, pump engines. He didn't have pump, okay. pump wagons. All the positionals, I, I think I'd, I'd taken out most of them. Mm-hmm. He's got a few, but he was down to n- having no sort of swarming or anything like that because all of his normal guys had been removed from the, mm-hmm. the equation. Yeah. It was 11 versus 10, and I cast another two of his immediately. Which was great. Everything was looking great. It was my drive. Mm-hmm. I had a three-man advantage. Most of his guys had strength one. Mm-hmm. Varag was the only thing I really cared about. Varag's then thing. what am I doing here? What, well, yeah. what, what's happened with my life that I'm here right now? He did have a troll, of course. Yes. Um, and the troll, oh, so, but yeah, the troll was still doing okay. So I caged up and I moved, was moving down. And I'm like, I've won this. I've won this two. I've won this one nil. This is fine. It's going okay. Mm-hmm. Until my opponent went, ah, stuff this. I'm going to throw a snotling. Yeah. And he threw a snotling at the cage. And the snotling absolutely dismantled the cage. <laughs> the throw was good enough to do the scatter. Mm-hmm. The scatter hit the corner of the cage, knocked it down, bounced. It then hit the person next to the corner of the cage that was the screening piece mm-hmm. to stop the yeah. corner cage be- of the cage being blitzed. Knocked it down. It then bounced onto the tree that was marking Varag. Marvellous. Knocked it down. It then bounced onto one of his guys, knocked it down as well. Not Varag. Oh, no, 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 not Varag. Then it bounced onto Ivar, who was also marking Varag, and knocked him down. That's incredible. And then it fell on the floor. (laughs) You know, it didn't die, but it fell on the floor. He doesn't deserve to die after that. No, he didn't. He (laughs) deserved a medal. It, It was the most ridiculous thrown snotling that I've ever seen in my entire Blood Bowl career. <laughs> I think he needs a, a little red beret for being a paratrooper. <laughs> he probably does, yes. Or he could have the Union Jack parachute from James yes, Bond. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely ridiculous. The rest of the game, on my notes I've got here, rest of game was absolute clown shoes. Yeah. Varag, now being free because he wasn't being marked by a tree and my star mm-hmm. player, blitzed the ball carrier and the scatter... Happily, didn't go to Varag and landed in a place which was tough for me because mm-hmm. most of my guys were on the floor at this yeah, point, yeah. and Varag was there and he moved other guys in, and it meant that I had a five plus pickup to try mm-hmm. and resurrect the system. Yeah, resurrect it on my turn. Didn't get that five pump, the five plus pickup on his turn. Varag picked it up on four plus and legged it. So I'm like, I've got to chase him down now. Yeah. Ivar's got up at this stage, so we're chasing down with Ivar, and I. Blitz him down, and again, I fail the pickup. Then it's Varag's turn. He got up, blitzed Ivar, stunned him, and the game came down to Varag needing a three-plus mm-hmm. on two turns to pick up that ball and go and score for the win. There was four players on my squad, five left on his. <laughs> All he had... With two trolls, Varag and a Snotling, and all I had was two trees, two flings, and Rumbelo. Yeah. Rumbelo's got no hands. And Rumbelo's got no hands, yeah. So it came down to Varag needing these three pluses to pick up and run in, and he failed them both. And that match ended 0 0. The halfling god smiled on you. It was ridiculous. I felt like I had hideous luck Mm -hmm. when that Snotling Mm -hmm. was thrown and bounced around everybody and knocked them down. But he needed to pick up a ball yeah. on a three plus two turns in a row and failed. So 
did the look equal out? I'll leave that to the philosophers. I, I think Farag was just thinking, I, I'm going to be rubbish with this because I don't want to play for Snotlings again. I don't want to get picked. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. what it was. That's probably what it yeah. was. Right. Okay, so one win, one draw. Mm-hmm. Going into the third and final round, I played Danger Rat. Danger Rat, another good name. It is. He was playing Goblins with Fungus mm-hmm. and Acorn. So mm-hmm. I faced Acorn twice. Yes. Um, he also had two two bribes and started the game with Fungus on the be- on the bench. So he set up to kick and he rolled a blitz against me. So that's two matches where I faced yeah, the blitz. Yeah. The first thing he did was put an assist on Rumbelow yeah. and then charge in with Acorn to blitz Rumbelow. Yeah. He ran in and that was a push. Of course, Acorn frenzy. got frenzy. frenzy. And that ended up with a two dice uphill blitz because <sighs> Dauntless didn't work. Yeah, He failed. It was a skull. Acorn died. Yay! That was possibly the worst blitz I've ever seen. <laughs> Danger I was like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm like, it was a tough call because I could see you had the opportunity to come in there and kill one of yeah, my key pieces. Yeah. But Acorn's fragile if you don't get those rolls. If you don't get the Dauntless. No, yeah. and it was just like, yeah, okay. And you know, he's so small, so small. So yeah, that was a dead Acorn. That really set the tone for the entire match, to be perfectly mm-hmm. frank. Now, I drove down with a cage on my turn because he kicked to me, as we know. His bomber, the Goblin Bomber, managed to KO two of my players in its one and, one and only activation in the half. Most of the time, I'd managed to knock it over myself with blitzes right. and stuff. Yeah. And then I scored on my turn seven after my blitz killed his bomber and KO'd his chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was great. And my opponent on his... Turn seven, tried a one-turn touchdown. Um, he had the one of the inducements called Wardrum Wardrums. Yeah, that's really good, though, isn't it? it was very, very odd. It was um, you roll a, a dice for each of the player on mm-hmm. the line, and you can move them one square mm-hmm. if, if you're, you know. So that's a great defensive play. It's very good defensive play. It didn't work very much against me. Yeah. To be fair, he rolled lots of awful rolls um, to have it work. So his one-turn touchdown on turn seven. When he threw the goblin, eventually he did all the bits he mm-hmm. needed to, the goblin glider, he threw it, but unfortunately the goblin f- glider failed the landing. Splat. So that gave me my turn eight, because it was my drive, because mm-hmm. he did it on turn seven. On my turn eight, I tried to stretch one turn touchdown, and I actually got it. Um, guy ran in, picked up the ball, moved up, handed off to the, the guy who was next to the mm-hmm. tree man. I think he had actually moved the tree man mm-hmm. back one with war drums. Yeah. War drums, sorry. And then I picked up the ball. I picked up the, 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 the halfling, threw him, he landed, and off he went. Scattered perfectly. It was great. That was 2-0. And then my opponent had another attempt at a one-turn touchdown and failed with a double, uh, triple, a block early on, which was triple both down. So it was just an absolute awful, yeah. awful. So I went on 2-0 up. It was just, at that point, I'd won the game. Yeah. My opponent started his second half with Fungus. And with um, the chainsaw, uh, with the bribes. Oh, yeah, it gets a bit scary, that, doesn't it? We're going to eat the trees. Yes. Uh, but his first action was a block uh, with, with a troll, which ended up being a one-dice block on a tree. He hadn't thought out. Mm. He thought it was a two-dice. Uh, he picked up the dice and I went, one dice. and went, oh, oh, yeah, okay. And before, he didn't really think it. He just rolled the dice. Yeah. And it was a skull. Oof. So the beginning of his both, you know, his turns, the yeah, beginning yeah. of the half were just... Awful for him. At least they can't. At least the the, the 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 troll didn't die this time. 
Um, so eventually, he needed to do something to catch up mm-hmm. quite quick. He tried a throw teammate quite early on, but it was a five-plus landing for the goblin, and it went down. Uh, I spent then two turns trying to pick up the ball and failing, while mm-hmm. Fungus trundled over with his ball and chain, threatening to do some damage. I mean, that 2 up, it was more fun than yeah, anything yeah. else. Um, eventually, I managed to blitz Fungus with Rumbelow and four assists, <laughs> which was, a, you know, a, a strong play. And I KO'd him, which is great. And was that knocked- just with the knockdown on the battle of Yes, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But which is which is great. It's all you need to do, knock them down. At strength seven, though, you're not going to do that very often. No. So, um, yeah, I got him down. Off he went. Uh, I, I marched up the pitch. There was casualties on both sides. But he eventually scored on turn eight of his drive to making a 3 0. 3 0. Fabulous. Now, the big question is how did that leave you set for the day? So, there were about 13 or 14 players. It was apparent at the end of round two was my game and my opponent's goblin game was the final. Right, okay. Um, and we, because if I if I won, I'd have beat Git Grinder, who was also on the same score, because we played each other in head-to-heads. Yeah. If my goblin player won, he'd have been 3-0. and mm-hmm. So I won. I ended up winning the tournament. Insert. Cheering fan noises here. Bring on the drums. Well done. Well, that was nice. I like to try and win one one tournament a year. That's my goal. And I've This won. means you, a year of halflings is beckoning, I think. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go that far. But it was a really fun tournament. Yeah. I think Stunty versus Stunty is is it's a slightly different thing. It's not it's not the Blood Bowl that we, we, we know and love, although it's got much of the same stuff. The fact that everyone can dodge everywhere. Yeah, is is a surprise, and yeah, it, it do, was good fun. I do like the control of the play of the star players as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it was needed. Otherwise, everyone would have had Griff and Griff everyone and bombers. Morgue. Yeah, there was lots and lots of different star players being played, and the fact that there were no bombers, no star player bombers, was cool. Obviously, mm. I played two teams had bomber access. Yeah, but that was yeah, it, it was a fun tournament, and I, I I would definitely go to the next Fail Academy as well because mm. it's a nice venue. The T.O. Dave, uh, David, is very, very giving with his time and his attention and his energies. Mm. The swag that you got was great. There was bingo cards that you you, you were trying to get. You, you kill players, you got a tick. Oh, Spot prizes for getting a line and mm-hmm. two lines and a full house. And yeah, it was overall just a, a fun, fun experience. So yeah, Brilliant. definitely recommend. And well done. Thank you very a much. Good, good tournament win. Very mm-hmm. strong indeed. Very next strong. up, the World Cup. That's the next one I'm going to win. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so yes, sevens tournament. The sevens tournament, Sheffield Scuffle. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely, lovely day out. It was grand. The sun was shining. Beautiful. It was just that exact juicy kind of day where it's not quite hot enough to be sweaty and horrible. Uh huh. But just perfect t-shirt weather. Beautiful. So this is at the Crooks Social Club. Uh, right on on the top of one of the, uh, the the seven hills of Sheffield, and walking up towards this pub and just seeing a, a big blood ball poster with written on it "Tournament Today." Uh-huh. Written on, I just thought oh, this just feels nice, feels good. So nice. it's a kind of nice social club struck pub. There was like a karate class going on at one side. Wow. There was zumba going on uh, nearby as well, and lots of. Blood bowlers ready and waiting to, to get to get back. Eighteen players and another small one like nice. yours. Were they were the blood bowl players partaking in the zumba and the karate as well? Or not that I saw. <laughs> not that I saw. Um, and this was run by Martin, 
he's done a grand job with it. This was recommended to me by Seb, who runs the league down in Barnsley that, that I'm playing in at the minute. And he'd, he'd been to uh, the previous one of these and with two or three of his mates and he had a great time. So mm-hmm. I went down there with, uh, with Seb and really, really enjoyed it. The package for this one, the skill package was very, very simple. You get no skills. Fantastic. That's how sad it should be. Yeah. It should be. So, yeah, definitely. Obviously, rerolls count double. You've only got 600,000. Yes. Uh, so I thought, right, what am I going to do with this? Let's go for somebody who is just mostly just going to need twos. Okay. Yeah, okay. That seems Let's go for Elven Union. Okay. Okay. Because normally in sevens, if you can get go 1 0 up, you've got a good chance of keeping yeah. them out. The six turns is, is tricky to score on, isn't it? You've yeah. Score early, keep them out was, mm. my, was my plan. Okay. We'll find out how that went. <laughs> Some really nicely painted teams there. Very good chilled vibe. Mm-hmm. It was it was fantastic. Can I ask how many players you had on your team? Did you did you uh, have I any rolls? I only went uh, seven. So total. you you just made you just paid for seven. I mean that's seven. why yeah. Elven Union are quite expensive. And they are so, expensive. Yeah. So I went for three linemen. Lovely. Went for two blitzers because yep. sidestep is lovely. Yes. I went for a catcher. I thought the nerves of steel is going to be quite useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a thrower. To okay. actually get the ball from one end to the other. That seems fair. And just hoping that you, you haven't got no bench or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Let's let's just see how it goes. Yeah. So it, only a four game tournament as well. And so first game was against a, a shambling undead team. Okay. Uh, a, a, so this was as no, it wasn't shambling undead. This was uh, necromantic. Necromantic. Necromantic team. horror. Okay. My least favourite team to play against. Okay, yeah, just the speed of the werewolves and the 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 kind of dodgy annoyingness of the uh, of the wraiths. Yeah. On my notes here, I've got written loads of ones, <laughs> uh, but just couldn't roll a dodge. Yeah, roll lots of, and kind of setting up my players up to be able to to do things. So either picking up the ball. Dodging every, everything yeah. the Elf Union are supposed to be able to yeah, do really, yeah. really well. Mike, Mike Tyson once had a phrase: "Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face." <laughs> and mine was: "Everybody has a plan until they roll a one or a." Score. Well, that's the thing. If, if you sat there saying, "You know, I'm going to go into a tournament with a team that, if it rolls a two, is going to be fine," and then you roll nothing but ones, <laughs> yes. you sort of knew that going in. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So we. Pick up the ball when I got it freed down down his end to go in and score. Yeah. Roll the one. It is yeah. just 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 bad. Ended up one one on turn turn eleven where he ended up double sculling as well. Okay. So managed uh, managed a one one draw and I thought right okay at least I'm going to be playing somebody else mid table. Might Fair. have a bit yeah. of an easier Makes game sense. next time. Game two played against Willem, Willem. eight year old lad. Nice. He's got black hawks. Eight year old black hawks are no good. Right, I'm thinking I'm just gonna get loads oh. of touchdowns. This is gonna be absolutely grand. He'd taken desperate measures, which is it, it's something I've never What's ever used desperate before. Desperate measures. It's, it's in one of the um, death zone, is it? It's in death zone, okay. and there's some amazing stuff in there. There is some yeah. magic potions. Forty had rolled the one, which meant uh, so uh, grudge match, which you could do as many fouls as you wanted on a turn. Not very good oh, when you haven't got any bribes. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully. It was awful, absolutely awful. And again, this uh, I understand about the excuses thing. First dice roll, the turn one, a skull. 
first dice roll of turn three was a one to dodge. Yeah. First dice roll of turn four was a one to dodge. <laughs> turn six, I was about to score, rolled a one, yeah. uh, and then a one <laughs> uh, with that. And it was just like, wow. Uh, wow. Second half, it continued. Double skulls of the first <laughs> roll in turn two. I ended up, final score was 1-1. One, one. I managed to make a break on my thrower. Yeah. Got sacked by two goblins yeah. and then got up and I had to just blitz a goblin to score. Right, okay. Managed a 1-1. One, one. And I had quite a lot. I was just laughing the whole game through. Well, that's good. And just like at, at this point, I was like, right, the tournament's gone. Yeah. I ain't going to win the tournament <laughs> at this point. And I'm playing against this eight, and he was having the whale of a time. Oh, yeah. I've killed one, he's dropped it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was absolutely loving it. And I just had, I was just laughing as the ones in the skulls turned up. There was an equal amount of like forehead on the table, not yeah. slamming the forehead on the table, but just like, yeah, head in hands. <laughs> How yeah. can this be yeah. happening? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It was, it was all good. That took us into lunch. Okay. Can I just pause for one second? Yes. So you were playing a kid? Yes. How did you find playing the kid? Because I've got some very definite views about playing children. Um, you know what? He was polite. He wasn't annoying. He oh. painted his models. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that, 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 those are not the kind of things that I... Yes. The, the, I, be clear with you now, listeners, I do not enjoy playing children yes. at Blood Bowl. The reason I don't enjoy playing children at Blood Bowl is because they are absolutely fearless. Yes. He, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. They'll sit it and they go, right, okay, this guy will dodge today. He needs a six. Okay. And they'll roll a dice. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can't do that. This is not the way this That's, is done. The game isn't played like this. I've screened these things off quite nicely. Don't do that. That'll ruin me. You should know that you'll never get... What, what? Oh, you've rolled a six. Yeah, fine. Six is a number on a dice. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find... Oh, it is so... I will say, frustrating when the kids are playing like the fearless lunatics that they are mm-hmm. and getting everything that they need. And there's part of me just sitting there going, I wish I could be more like that. Yeah. I wish I wasn't a slave to the maths yes. and going, right, no, this is the, the key play. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's just like, you know what? I need a six. Bang. There's me six. Thank you very much. I've scored. Get in the bin. <laughs> get so, out. Yeah, yeah. Get out. <laughs> so, so yeah. yes, lunch. He was very happy. Lunch... Yeah, went to Berish. Had a, I got myself a, a, a dipped pork, a kind of pork fat on on the bun, oh. but a chicken sandwich inside. Oh, it was lovely. And eating that outside at the social club, watching the old lads play bowls, mm. and just with the sun on our faces, it was like this is you know what? It's I'm not, not about that, the blood. I'm bowl, not is it? that bothered. That I've lost my first two. <laughs> well, no, I drawn my Drawing, first two yeah. matches, but it, it felt like beautiful. It felt beautiful. like losses, and it was just beautiful. Anyway. Got back mm-hmm. in after lunch, doing the the painting competition. Okay, I didn't win the painting competition. Well, that's your I, I had, I, I think the the pro was my best painted team. Mm-hmm. However, somebody did something quite dirty and unfair. Okay, they turned up with a team that was much better painted than mine was. How dare they? Well, How, you know, that's just appalling. Absolutely, I think these things should, be, should be just banned. So yes, it was very well painted and, <laughs> and rather beautiful. And they won, which is fair enough. Yeah. Game three. This is where my luck finally ran out. Even more. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this is where my luck picked up. No. Okay, carry on. Well, playing against Johnny, he'd only played... Uh, I think he'd only played about five or six games of Blood Bowl before. Turned okay. up with Skaven. Nice. They're well placed in, in 
in seven. Surely they can, absolutely, they can yeah. shift absolutely yeah. very very quick. Started really well. Turn two, bang, served a gutter runner. This is Lovely. where things change. That yeah. we we are now proving competent. And then one of his gutter runners had set up a, a nice elf screen, two, then two, then two, yeah. to try and block him off because he was putting some pressure on my lines. Mm-hmm. And he did what you said, what the kids do. <laughs> he said, uh, I'm just going to run my gutter runner through. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you need a, a three, then a four, then a yeah. two, then a this, and he just yeah. went, ran the, through, scored. These are numbers on the dice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's yeah. fine. Um, defended against that and still got punched in the yeah, face. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Turn 11, had a chance to equalise, double scolded with a blitzer. Oh. Obviously, in sevens, for those of you who don't know, re-rolls, it's almost ungentlemanly yeah. to buy a yeah, re-roll. you don't buy a re-roll. You don't you, buy a re-roll. You're talking 100k yeah. minimum for a re-roll. Exactly. you usually got, what, 600k yeah, to spend or something like that? definitely, definitely. Like which you've just got no money for. No, you take your licks. Yeah. Try to cage dive on on turn 12, try and get the ball to try and score. Uh, down in his end, it didn't work. Yeah, of course. It didn't work. So that, that, was, that was game three. Um, so the score was 1-0 to him? 1-0 to him. And you know what? It... It worked hard for it. It had gone yeah. well. Fair play. Boy. At least you had your pork butty. Or, or my chicken butty. You see, I've got a thing that I don't eat any kind of meat from mammals. Game four. Come on. We want to win, Game four. We want to win. Come on. Against Rob with his Black Gulf Buccaneers. And I would have voted for them in the best painted thing. Because oh, okay. one of these teams where it was quite dark hues. Yeah. And when you sat there looking at them from a, a you know probably yeah. about a foot away, absolutely beautiful, beautifully shaded, Lovely, loads yeah. and loads of kind of, the odd kind of like yeah. dim fluorescence thing going on with nice. them as well. Yeah. And they were all kind of pirate themed. Yeah. Amazing. Looked absolutely. Did they amazing. win the? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, okay. It was the Chaos Dwarf team uh, oh, okay. who won it. Really good. But I would have voted for these if okay. I'd have I looked Fair. at them close yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. So playing against Rob, he'd had a really nice day as well. He'd kind of <laughs> middled it all the way through the day as well. He'd not played that much Blood Bowl before. Mm-hmm. And using Shambling Undead. Uh, he had a mummy, a ghoul, two whites. Um, started really badly again. Uh, turn turn two, my blitzer and thrower both died. Oh, no. Turn four, the other blitzer, he just needed to blitz uh, to try and score. Yeah. He managed to do it. Hey, he managed fantastic. to do it and get through. Lovely. No one to celebrate yeah. with if everyone's dead, though. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. I was down to four players oh. for basically yeah. three quarters of the match, which is very Oof. difficult. Trying to do a one-dice blitz to... Basically, to get hold of the ball, roll the one to dodge to get away. Is this in his half? This This is in second half. Right, okay. Failed it. And then basically, towards the end of the second half, I decided to just play like a kid. Fabulous, okay. And I was like, look, I've tried all the tactical things I've I've, I've learned for years (laughs) to try and make this work. None of it's worked. Yeah. I'm just going to run straight towards the touchdown line and punch people. Too right, yeah. Um, Go for it. Did a lot of chain puss nonsense. Yeah. And. My blitzer knocked his ghoul down who had the ball. Yeah. The ball bounced away. Yeah. Into my blitzer's hand. Lovely. He picked it up. (gasps) And I was like, right, I've got to go through three tackle zones next to the end zone here. uh, Next to the um, next to the touchline here. Right. Let's do it. Let's let's have a blitz, knock one of the guys away, gotta dive past his uh, zombies. Yeah. 
one of his zombies, but I think it was like three or four consecutive dodges there. Okay. Needing threes and fours to, yeah, to, yeah. to get through. And just went, fine. Elven BS. Elven BS finally worked. Managed a 2-1 at the end of the cycle again. Beautiful. It seems like all my tournaments at the minute end with a loss, a couple of draws and a win and ending up right in the middle. But I had a lovely time. The other thing I have to say is they did a raffle. Okay. So it was a tenor to enter for for, for the tournament, right? Okay. Raffle tickets, all the money from the raffle was going to go to charity. Beautiful. I stuck a tenor in. Yeah. Right, let's have 10 raffle tickets, please. And there was everybody, apart from the raffle. Yeah. As part of uh, signing up for it, you got a £5 voucher for the outpost. Oh, nice. Tenor to enter, £5 voucher for the outpost. That's great, yeah. That's brilliant. Came out third or fourth choice, and one of the one of the prizes was a twenty pound uh, oh, voucher nice. for the outpost. Nice. So paid a tenner. Yeah. Pork sandwich. Played a load of uh, blood bowl. Not pork sandwich. Chicken yeah. sandwich. <laughs> played a load of blood bowl. Had yep. a load of fun, and ended up with twenty five pounds beautiful worth to, to spend over at the outpost. Value for money on every the, metric. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, definitely. So Martin, really well done. I'll be coming back to one of your <laughs> tournaments again next time you do one. Yeah. Well done, sir. To be honest, I'll be uh, I'll be attending with Mick, but largely just so we have a pork sandwich because yes. they sounded amazing. <laughs> Go and do it. No, that sounded like a great time. And to be honest, mate, don't worry too much about the Blood Bowl because you trended up. I you did, trended up I to a win in the up. last match. So that's, you know what, what, that's what you need. One thing I, I love about you is that you have seen some kind of logic <laughs> towards this. It was just madness. Fabulous. It was just uh, madness. But thank no, you. it sounded great. It yes, sounded great. it was great yeah. fun. Great fun. Marvellous. Right, okay, so let's move on to the third and final tournament in our tournament report. This is a six-match tournament, and this was the Davotational. This was held in Sanctuary Games. This was run by Andy Davo and his team mm-hmm. of uh, friends and supporters from his stream. Yes. Um, so shout out to them, guys. The stream is very, very uh, much fun to watch. I think it runs four or five days a week. Of an evening, um, Andy's there with all the people watching on the stream, chatting away, sharing his Blood Bowl insights on the games that he's playing on Blood Bowl 3. And it's, uh, it's yeah, it's great. It's welcoming. Everyone's friendly. And the insight that Andy has is... He's deep. very good at explaining he's the very tactics. Good. He's very good, yeah. yeah. He's also um, funny. Great, great fun. Um, go and check out the stream. The tournament was at Sanctuary Games, yeah. which we've talked about at length before. Wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question about the Davitational? Yeah. Okay. Can any old mug buy a ticket? Yes. Or do you have to be invited? You don't have to be in- See, invited. That's, that's one of the things that when I saw the thing, I thought, uh, you know, I thought you had to be invited that as one of fair. the best players. That, If you're listening, Andy, uh, and team, maybe that is something you need to okay. mention on the... Because I, I did wonder at first. This was the Davitational 2, by the okay. way. Okay. The first one was last year. Mm-hmm. But there were um, 99 players mm-hmm. this time over yeah, two okay. days. It's a lot of Blood Bowl to play. It is. The capacity was 120 and it was sold out. I took lizards, as you can possibly guess. You love the lizards. It was the word. It was the World Cup rule set. So I took the team that I will be taking to mm-hmm. the World Cup. And for those not listening last week, or for those who just want a refresher, the money gets you six Sauruses, six Skinks, and a Croxagore with two re-rolls, mm-hmm. nothing else. The skill package is six primary skills, which I took five, block, 
on Soros's and one tackle on Soros. That's my go-to, mm-hmm. as we discussed last week. Round one. I ding, played ding, ding. Waldorf. He was playing Lizards. Oh, mirror match. You're not it keen was, on these normally, are you? I'm not too keen on, on, on the mirror match, no. It wasn't quite a strict mirror match because he chose, for his six skills, six block on Soros's, which is a viable one. I realised we didn't talk about this last time. Mm-hmm. We talked about tackle and wrestle. Mm-hmm. As that, but that is the other viable one. That's the one that maybe the more conservative coach might like because it... it yeah, more protects. block tends to be more better. Yeah, more yeah. Better. Well, yeah, you know, you should have a t-shirt with block. on. Yeah. You know, it's the best skill. We all know this. So... I chose to kick, hopefully so I could do some damage to his kinks. When you're receiving, a lot of your pieces are used in caging the ball and being mm-hmm. defensive. Mm-hmm. It leans into my natural desire to go on the aggressive beatdown to mm. start with. Yeah, um, And if you can injure a few skinks, then that's great. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no more skinks left. Nobody else is picking the ball up. Exactly, it. exactly. So, um, that's a good spoiler for later on. Okay. Foreshadowing. Remember what we okay. said. So, not for this match, but... Mm. So, um, early on, he removed one of my Bloxaurus, mm-hmm. quite early, and then he KO'd a skink for all the game. So, there goes your 13 players, is immediately down to two. Mm. Uh, down by two, so I've only got 11 players left, and he's immediately winning the beatdown, because I've only got five Sauruses, four of which have got block, whereas he's got six, all of which have got block. Mm. So, it's really, t- really tricky for me to actually surmount that. Usually, in games where you lose a Bloxaurus early against more diverse teams and not mm-hmm. the mirror match. You can battle back, but because it's a strict, these guys are exactly like these guys, losing mm-hmm. one can be huge. He was very cagey with his own skinks. Maybe some part of my play is quite gung-ho with my skinks. Mm-hmm. i found this especially online lately. I've played quite a lot of Lizards online since they've released it on Blood Bowl 3, but I've found that a lot of my skinks are getting injured okay. quite early because I am very willing to put them in harm's way. He was a coach that was definitely not willing to put his skinks in halfway. And it treated him well. It's something that perhaps I can learn and improve my lizard play on. So I forced him down the sideline and eventually the ball carrier managed to blitz into my guy. Mm -hmm. There was sort of screen in the the way and knock him away. And then he did a go for it to score on turn Mm -hmm. five. He managed to go one in luck. But it was early on in in the drive. It was at turn five. I then have four turns, five turns. time six. to get it back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd hope I could. But I drove strong back quite quickly. And it was, if anything, a little too strong because I managed to equalise on turn seven. One turn left to score or two for him? Um, he one has, turn. at that point, he has one turn left okay, to score. Yeah. But if he gets a good roll, mm-hmm. then a roll of a three. It knocks the clock back. Knocks the clock back. And you can do some cheeky chain pushes, mm-hmm. especially when I've got a few players down. Yeah. I might have to put some weaker players on the line. On my actual equalising drive, he did try to blitz into the cage. Uh, obviously, you can blitz into the cage with a skink to get a one die. Yeah on the skink who's obviously holding the ball. Um, but hit, they were only into pushes. And he either didn't have re-rolls or his re-rolls mm. went into pushes as well. So I did sort of dodge a bullet there to equalise. Uh, on my drive, um, I'm playing with only 10 players because he'd managed to KO another was one of my skills. he still 11 players on there? Yeah, he was still 100% 11, which was always tricky. And, and of course, the, the key metric is the Saurus advantage, which he had. Mm-hmm. But he rolled a blitz as well, and then pressured the ball the ball uh, quite quickly because the ball was directly behind my, the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So imagine my line. It was in three tackle zones because it was just I think, yeah. behind my crocs, but it was there. So I managed to break 
happily quite quickly because he ran people around the, the mm-hmm. sides, which meant that there weren't enough people in front of me to be able to contain things like orcs yeah. tend to do, where they just go, two guys, two guys, two guys, two guys, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. This time I managed to break through by knocking one of his guy. Um, but I got through with a number of my skins, a little dodging was required. Mm-hmm. He had no tackle, so that was great. The cage that I made on the other side of, of, of the play was a bit weak. Okay. Because I had to do something because of the pressure he had put on me for yeah. the blitz. But that was all I could do. He then did a, uh, a skink, um, some skink dodges within my cage <sighs> to manage a two-dice block on my guy because he moved the skinks Sounds through like to a place very, where he could... Yeah. Yeah, he moved yeah. my skinks through to a place where he could apply a, uh, uh, an assist on his blitzing guy. He did get the power, unfortunately, um, but the scatter was okay. It yeah. landed within multiple tackle zones of my cage still, which was which was good. Because if it had landed on one of his players or the skink that had mm-hmm. it, he had more movement to dodge out and then... That could have been good. You know, I've got to do the same as what he's yeah. just done, which is always tricky. So then I got the ball back and then I broke and ran all the way up to the sideline. Mm-hmm. I made myself on the sideline thinking, this is a bit of a potato play. If you don't know the definition of a potato play, it's just run, run like a potato <laughs> through, through the lines, stand there undefended. Undefended ball carrier, yeah. standing there in his pants. So I'm there on the sideline thinking, okay, he can get a one-dice blitz on me here with a go for it, but this is the best I can hope. He started his tracks to tour to get me with this stuck on the sideline, and unfortunately, he failed a dodge, a one-in-nine dodge, which let me sprint down and I managed to score to make it 2-1. But that was on turn five. Like Ooh, I scored on... Gives him a one. It gives him the same amount of time yeah, yeah. to equalise as I had on his turn. So there was, for the mirror match, it was quite a mm. a mirrored performance in yeah. the halves. So his return drive, had, he had no re-rolls and that was going okay. There was a key moment where he had got the ball... In his half, mm-hmm. with a couple of turns left and the ability to stretch, mm-hmm. and I had I had a way to blitz with some of my guys, but the only guys I could blitz with, I thought when I was thinking it through, was one of my sauruses that was tagged. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a five plus dodge. I had yeah. a reroll, so I'm like, I'm probably going to do that. So on my turn, I'm like, right, okay, move all the pieces to contain the actual threat that he's yeah. posing with his forward thinking, with his forward positioned players. And now I go for the blitz. And I went, okay, I'm going to blitz with my Saurus. My Saurus was stood next to my Croxagore, which was marked. Mm -hmm. And he went, oh, not with the Crocs. Now, if you remember a couple of tournaments Mm -hmm. ago, there was a time where um, I gave the opponent an idea to use a re-roll when he he failed to go for it with Valak. I went, Lona. And he went, oh, yeah, I can re-roll that. Yeah. My opponent, I hadn't thought of blitzing with the Crocs because what I could have done, instead of hoping to get a five plus with a reroll to blitz and knock my guy down mm-hmm. with a pinned Saurus, what I could have done was blitz with my Croxigor, hopefully not roll a mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. knock the player that was marking him away mm-hmm. and then just run up and tag. Yeah. The guys with my Croxagore and his prehensile tail. Yes, prehensile which tail. Which makes it a four a plus to dodge away. Yeah. Now, I eventually did that. That's what that, I went, yeah, okay. And I'm like, Sorry, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. I hadn't thought of it. 
there's part of me thinking, was it the right play even now? Because I didn't get a chance to hit his ball carrier, hopefully knock him down. But if I'd have failed the five, it would have been a way to the races. Mm-hmm. Also, I've got the one, I might get a one and, and, and fail mm-hmm. the, the actual bonehead. The bonehead. So I'm still unsure of what to do there. But it all went well for me. I managed to blitz with the boneheaded, non-boneheaded guy and tag his guy. Mm-hmm. That guy did run away, though, and mm-hmm. it, it got to a position where I had to have a one-dice blitz on the crocs, on his Croxagore uh, with a skink. Wow. Uh, with lots of assists to free my Tacklesaurus, and then that can go and bring the ball carrier down. Yeah. And that's what it did. So the one-dice blitz, the one-dice block, uh, skink on Saurus, pushed it away, Created a grab, it in came the um tackle um Saurus and it knocked the ball carrier down. The ball scattered to a guy who caught it. One of his guys. Oh. So I'm like, oh this is awful. It's awful. It all ended up on his last turn, he had to do a number of things in order to get a blitz on my marking mm-hmm. tackle Saurus. And if he'd have done that, then it would have freed the guy who had the ball, mm-hmm. which was a skink, to make yeah. The, the, the touchdown. It was, I think it was a two dice block followed by a go for it and a two dice blitz. Mm-hmm. He failed the go for it with no rerolls. So the game ended 2 1 to me. Well done. I was very lucky to win that. We had a discussion afterwards because his other line of play, instead of doing the two dice block into a go for it, two dice blitz, he could have just went dodge away, three plus. Yeah. And it would have been... He'd had no re-rolls and I had a tackle guy. Yeah. But that could have been the... He would have rolled fewer dice. It was a tough call. I think I'd have just went for the dodge. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I got lucky to win 2-1. Well, well done. The first one, which was a good start. Okay, round two. I played Larassian. He was playing Underworld. I won 2-1. Mm-hmm. And my casualties were 3-0. This was an absolute dicing. There are a lot fewer dicings in Blood Bowl than people would have, other players would have you believe. Yeah. But this, I could now see Thestrals because I just witnessed a murder. Yes. It was just a massive kicking. I removed player after player after player and he failed at almost every single one of his dodges. I feel you. I yeah. absolutely feel him in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kicked. I had a strong turn one to press and to crowd him. Um, and this led to his, his first action to be a handoff to a gutter runner, mm-hmm. which would failed in a 1 in 36 failure yeah. chance. Two up with a reroll, fail, fail. And that set the stall for the entire game. After that, removals kicked in. I fouled his rat ogre into a KO and managed to argue the call, stayed on the pitch. I KO'd a gutter runner and his thrower. I then leisurely scored on turn eight. Yeah. It was just, everything was either KO, it was awful for him. Awful. He had two casualties and six KOs at that point. Four of the KOs came back, but not the gutter runner or the rat ogre. So he had a lot of So he had loads of idiots. Yeah. All his good players were off. It was just murder. In the second half, exactly the same happened. I was breaking armor for fun. They were only stuns, but they were stopping him getting up yeah. and doing stuff. My opponent was rolling ones into ones for his dodges. Time and time again, literally six of the seven turns were just dodge, one, two, fail, dodge, one, two, fail. It was terrible for him. I managed to score on turn seven of his drive for an unassailable 2-0 lead. My opponent had 
two turns to try and get a consolidation touchdown. I managed to surf the ball carrier that he had at the time, but the ball came in and sort of stayed very close to yeah. the edge. It, it was easy. Um, then his blitzer made some crunch rolls and he did manage to score, but they were the only rolls he had in the entire game oh, that were anything. That's such, what, what's the player's name? His name was uh, Larassian. Okay, me and you didn't just need to go for a pint and have some counselling. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I, I apologise now, Larassian. It was an absolute kicking. If anything, it felt like I was on autopilot. Everything yeah. I was doing was working. There was nothing he could have done. Yeah, cheat Gerdon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's two, two, two wins well done. and Great zero start. losses. Third round, I played Besters. Besters. Besters was playing Skaven with no rat ogre. Interesting. Five re-rolls. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of re-rolls. And um, I was surprised at his bills, but he's mm-hmm. a good player, Besters. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've looked at his stats since. He's a very good and He was a lovely guy. Everyone I played was lovely. This was the Dicing 2 Electric Boogaloo. Okay. This was, if anything, worse than the round before. I got six casualties to his yeah. zero. Wow. And my opponent started uh, with his Mighty Blow Blitzer on the line. And I killed it on turn one. The first half was better than the previous game for me. You know, it just was just ridiculous. All my stuff worked and it removed all of his stuff. I killed the thrower, which had a leader, and I killed oh, two gutter runs. And I KO'd gutter on a three and a line rat. Again, leisurely score on turn eight. Absolutely brilliant. Just filth. It was filthy. That's this amazing. isn't much of a tournament report. These two games were just obscene. Yeah. The gutter runners didn't come back and he had six players for a one-turn touchdown. I got perfect defence and a deep kick. Meant that he didn't do anything. He just went, mm. yeah, okay, let's just go to the next half. Yeah. On the opponent's drive, he had a gutter runner, a tackle blitzer and four line rats. That was it. <sighs> I had 10 guys because I was down a skink. Yeah. And I managed to mire two, uh, the blitzer and two line rats in the centre by just mm-hmm. surrounding them with guys. And then I hunted the others with Saurus. Yeah. Chased them down. On turn four, the gutter runner made a dash. And then again, rolled a one and a one on a second gutter runner to stun itself. And then I recovered and caged and marched and scored on turn eight. That's just where Nuffle is just saying, oh, not your day today. It was all, it was terrible for him. The second half, there was so much removal, there was 10 players off the pitch. Yeah. I rolled double six for armors. And I've got the dice framed. They're just yeah. It was just obscene. So at the end of the first day, I was three and zero. Well done. And two of them were just massacres. Wow. Uh, nothing to do with skill on my part. It was just the dice. Well, you know what? It sounds like the first game was hard fought and hard thought, mm-hmm. and the second two, it obviously the dice went with you. Sometimes yeah. that happened, but all you can do That's is true. is is deal with the dice that have, uh, uh, that come yeah. up with yeah. come up against you. You can only face you. the people that are in front of you and, yeah. and the dice that you roll. Exactly. On the exactly. Good stuff. Okay. Round four, I played L Planet Four. L Planet Four. Okay. He was playing Corn. Now L Planet Four. He must have done well to be against you yeah, at that yeah. stage, yeah, with Corn. Spoilers: Corn are actually well placed in this rule mm. set. I mean, there was a little thing in this rule set that meant you got a prize for the most serfs. Mm-hmm. So a number of people played yeah, Corn. Yeah. I won. Okay. One nil. Four casualties to seven casualties. He casualties me quite a lot. And this is the interesting thing. So um, I received, it was very cagey in the early game. 
and I kept myself back in the cage, which was just reducing him to having mm-hmm. a blitz. Yeah. There was nobody basing me to block, yeah, yeah. but it meant that the time was just ticking on without me doing anything. Mm-hmm. I dodged a Saurus away from a, a, the sideline wow. because it was... Oh, I've try, done wow yet. Okay. I tried to dodge a Saurus away from the sideline because it was threatened mm-hmm. of being but frenzied. Being yeah. A frenzy surfed off. I rolled a two. I then rolled a ten. I then rolled a ten, and it was dead. <laughs> so that was one of my block Sauruses down. Um, my opponent did make a mistake mm-hmm. in his caginess, which allowed me to blitz with my crocs on his up to his two heads corn gore. Two heads is a good mutation. Two heads was good for for for, for corn because it allowed corn obviously stretches you when mm-hmm. you you frenzying all over the place, mm-hmm. and at least two heads gives you a chance to dodge a player around to yeah, yeah. fill in any gaps you've got. But he did leave this gap to let my guy run in and blitz his corn gore. It was a Desperate run for the sideline after my blitz with my, the crocs on the mm-hmm. two-headed corn gore, and it killed the corn gore, which was perfect. Key. I then ran some players through and shielded. I thought I'd mm-hmm. done enough to put a lot of wall between, but he did an excellent play with a number of chain pushes, which gave him a two-dice block on the crocs gore to free up a surf blitz on the carrier. He did manage to surf the ball carrier off the pitch, <sighs> okay. and I was like... I'm not even mad because you engineered that really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You did lots of blitzes and got him through. Cloud were on my side, though. They managed to throw the ball into his end zone, and my other saw, uh, skink managed to run on, pick up the ball, and score. Beautiful. Which was great. So that was on turn six. The blitz turn that he'd done to get mm-hmm. the blitz, he also used up all of his re-rolls on it. He had two okay. left, and they went. So he was going in to the next bit with no re-rolls. My kick was deep. And he double scored to stop his um, scoring chance. But he did get a couple of removals, removed another couple of skinks. That's so, dangerous. 10 on 10, the second half. He got had an early double scores with his big corn guy, which failed its loner, which meant I managed to have some good pressure mm-hmm. on him, on his drive. I then got a... Um, I put my skinks in harm's way, which I'd sort of threatened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said that I do quite often. In order to manufacture a one-dice blitz on the carrier... That was a push. And on his following turn, he went, kill that skink, kill that skink, kill that skink, which left me with one skink. And then two turns later, he killed that skink. So I had nothing left apart from sources and a crocodile. So you just got loads of drooling big crocodiles. Exactly. Yeah. The rest of the match, I just went, knock the ball, carry over, stand some guys around this ball, and I managed to keep him out. Yeah. Even though he threatened to score. It was a really cagey game, a really, really well-fought game by him. Mm-hmm. He played really well, did some excellent things, but I managed to do just enough. You, you stamped with on no enough skinks. fingers. Yes, yes. But all my skinks were dead. Round five, I play Jimmy Dreambeard. Lovely name. Playing Necro. I win this one. One this nil. Five. Five nil. This five is five and oh. He was playing Necro, two two in casualties. This was close, especially in the second half. So he had eleven players and three rerolls for Necro. So mm-hmm. any casualties, he had no bench at all. Any casualties he could get meant that it was good, but it didn't really get many casualties. Yeah, yeah. In the first half I pressured well and um, I surprised my opponent by driving the ball loose and then scooping it up. Which was great. Yeah. I got a KO on a flesh golem, which was fantastic. Fantastic. I then managed to ride my cage until my turn scored on turn eight. My opponent did kill a Saurus with block on turn eight. So 
So this was me scoring on his drive, mm-hmm. which felt great. The flesh golem didn't come back, so I had numbers advantage, but he pressured well and forced me to take the sideline position when I was threatening to score mm-hmm. 2-0, which is what you need to do. If get, that's my philosophy. If I'm 1-0 up, it's my drive. Score as quickly as I can. Leave it's them the headache so of scoring to score so on two. two back or it three is, back. Yeah. But he did manage, when I was on the sideline, he did manage to work a two-dice block on a skink who was carrying the ball into four pushes. So I was just like, oh, thank Christ for that. You know, that yeah. was ridiculous. I thought I then had a three heavy turn. Well, by that I mean I had to roll a lot of threes yeah. in order to break back to set to the centre, and it was brilliant. I was rolling threes, and it was fine, and managed to get the cage back. So there was some caginess, and he had his wraiths on the corners of my cage, and I couldn't blitz them away mm-hmm. or hit them away because if I failed and got a push, they'd move into the cage with sidestep. And there's even the thing with the disturbing presence as well. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I mean, one appears, in six. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Appears. One in six, you're failing. Yeah. So, yes. I think that's my tactic against them, is not to touch them at all. Ignore them if mm. you can. Let him do the, the hard bits to move. But eventually, because of the fact that the guard pieces were there, he did manage to get into the cage. And he managed to hit the 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 skink and pow it, and the ball comes out. And then the wolf managed to pick up the ball next to the sideline mm. at the halfway line. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's threatening to get the score back. Mm. Now, I did a good job of containing that. But then he had a half dice blitz, so two dice uphill with the wolf on the crocs, which he got, but he thought it was a blitz away. He forgot frenzy. So the frenzied frenzied wolf moved with the crocs, and that meant he couldn't. Yeah. Because he was hoping to blitz it away and then run off. Yeah. But he had to follow it, and that meant, because it was an extra square away, that's he didn't have the movement to, to score. Counts against you. Yeah, so in the end, I managed to win 1-0. Hooray! 5-0 going into the final nil. match. So 5-0 into the final match. In my head, I've won this. I'm the only player on 5-0. and There's one other player on 4 and a draw, and he's my final round opponent. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is on 4 wins. So the last match that we played was the final. Mm-hmm. Whoever won that would win the whole thing, and I would win if there was a draw. Superb. I played Day Day. Day Day. I've played Day Day a few times. Where's he from? He's from Derby Way, I Derby think. He's, okay. he's that way on. Okay. He's Midlands Way. Lovely guy. We play in a online league. Mm-hmm. I've beaten him in finals on the online yeah, league. Yeah. I've also beaten him in a couple of tournaments, and he's beaten me. Yeah, he's chances me close. At this point. I'm, I was feeling okay. He was also playing corn, mm-hmm. and I've beaten corn. I lost 2 0. Oh, grim. So, I kicked, mm-hmm. and I rolled perfect defence, and I pressured the ball. Good start. However, he had two guard guys, which meant the blocks were always incoming from him. His guard guys were well placed, and he utilised them well. Mm-hmm. So, I managed to blitz and multi base the ball carrier with m- numerous skinks, sent him scrambling to the side, and I eventually got a two-dice blitz on the ball carrier with three stinks, which was great. And this was deep in his half. Yeah, and I yeah. say, I'm pressuring. If I can score early, then he's going to score and score again because yeah. a, a, a draw is fine for me. So I managed to get the ball loose, but it scattered to a line guy, one of his guys who caught it on a five. That guy legged it. I chased it down. Uh, and it came down to he needed a three-plus and a two-plus to make it one-nil, which he managed. Mm. 
I then managed to kill his big guy on turn eight. So useful. To have hope for the second half, mm-hmm. but I am one nil down at this point. My one turn touchdown that I tried, it did fa- it failed when I rolled a power and I needed a push. Yeah. That's fine. So in the second half, he pressured me and things went south early, unfortunately. I needed to regroup and left a flimsy cage and he managed to get the ball free. And as soon as the ball was free and on the floor, I couldn't pick it up. Yeah. I I think I had three turns where I mm-hmm. needed a three with rerolls. Spent rerolls each turn. Six dice, ones and twos. Yeah. Didn't get it at all. And eventually, his extra arms guy, which I think is slightly better than the two Big heads hand. guy. Oh, the two heads guy. I think yeah. it's slightly better than the two heads guy that the, um, L Planet 4 had. Mm-hmm. Came in, picked up the ball, and he got his second touchdown. And he won. Oh, um, so close. That was streamed. Um, yes. It was streamed on Dizzy Best's stream. Yeah, if you yeah. want to go and check that out, you can see the match. It's got with to give commentary. you a lot of confidence going at the World Cup, though. Well, yeah, five and one. I, in, 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 the cold, field. in the cold light of day, I'm very happy with yeah. that. I had some bad luck in the final game, but nothing outside the realms of normal mm-hmm. bowl. And I had some ridiculous luck on day one mm. in order to get to the position as I am. And some great play in the, in, you know, it, it was a great performance. I enjoyed it immensely. Yes. I was upset that I didn't yes. win because I was strong in the last game, but Dado's a lovely guy who deserved to win. He played well and there we go. Fearless Blood Bowl inventory. How did you conduct yourself after the, uh, I the slammed, final game? After the final game, I was fine. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Um, I was, yeah, it, I was quiet, but I was fine. Good. Um, everyone came in to congratulate Day Day because we were in our own special room yeah, for yeah, the yeah. stream with cameras and everything. And he was a popular winner. Yeah. Okay. So, runner up, came home with some prizes. Happily take that. I was going to say, I'm very proud of you for, you know, against yeah. such a strong field, coming in with a, with a five and a one. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it did all right. I did all right. I yeah. did all right. But yeah, roll on the World Cup, is all I say. Because roll on the World Cup, yeah. I'll take definitely. those lizards. Uh, my ranking now for. Lizards is 210. That's very strong. So, yeah. Pleased with that. Pleased with that. Lovely. Okay. And that's the tournament roundup. Well well done. Well done. Right, okay. And uh, next month, we're both at Titan Bowl and at the Monkey, Monkey Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, so yes. more tournaments to come for yes. us. Welcome back to Miss Next Game. It is now time for the thing that everybody has been waiting for. That's right. It's naff name or nonsense. Could you be the star tonight? <laughs> Let's just see. So to recap the scores so far, I think the first time we played naff name or nonsense was an abject failure for Mick when he... It was 4-1 defeat. A 4-1 defeat. So he guessed, he guessed four wrong. Mm-hmm. The second time was a 3-2 win 3-2 for Mick. 3-2 win, yeah, absolutely. And last month, Mick whitewashed me. Clean sweep. Clean, clean sweep. Reinvented the wheel, broke the format, five wins, zero losses. I'm now in the position where I'm fooling myself into thinking I know how Craig thinks. <laughs> so I'm probably going to be wrong. Quick recap of the rules for Naf Name or Nonsense. I present Mick with five possible names of Naf accounts from the Naf website. There are 27,000 Naf names on there. And Mick has got to work out using powers of deduction and... Base... Cod armchair psychology. On whether the players that I am suggesting are real NAF names or are actually nonsense. So, without further ado, 
First round. Naf name or nonsense. Mm. Fabulous beard. Fabulous beard. I'm seeing. I'm seeing somebody who has a. Fabulous beard? Yes, but you can't just say fabulous. <laughs> you know, I'm seeing a long beard. I'm seeing beard oil. I'm seeing beard rings. Nice. A dwarven beard, shall we it's say? A very, very much a dwarven beard. I'm seeing possibly some wildlife in there as well. Okay, like nests. Nests, mm-hmm. maybe a squirrel or so. A stoat? Definitely a stoat. And I think. Maybe some dice, uh, dice going in, in there as well. There's a possibility for cheating in there as well, with the odd odd dice being, you know, oh, I've dropped the dice, it's in the beard, it re-rolls onto the table. It's possible. I think the Fabulous Beard, it's a natural Blood Bowl name. I think he plays Blood Bowl. Let's go for it. Naf name. Fabulous Beard. Fabulous Beard. Naf name. Naf name. Naf name. Yes, 1-0. Early start. 1-0 for Mick. Okay, right. This isn't going as planned. Okay, number two. Number two. Wheel them in. Round two. Yes. Naf name or nonsense? Naf name or nonsense. Hyper Badger. Hyper Badger. Okay. This depends whether it's an American Badger or a British Badger. Okay. Okay. The American badges uh, are yeah. very much rougher looking. More guns. More more guns. More more guns and uh, poorer healthcare. <laughs> but expensive, but probably gets in in the same decade. <laughs> <You're> fair <laughs> compared to British healthcare. Or the British badger, which would probably offer you custard creams, a mm. cuddle, and uh, be appearing in tales of the riverbank. Fair. If it's an American badger. I think they play Blood Bowl because they have that streak of aggression going through them. Okay. Hyper Badger. Hyper Badger. However, I think it's going to be a British Badger. I think it's a Badger of peace and understanding. And they are too much dodging culling <laughs> to have time to play Blood Bowl. And too I think much biting of cows to give them biting two Biting tuberculosis, yes. And I think this this play does not play Blood Bowl. Final answer? Final answer, nonsense. Hyper Badger? Hyper Badger. Naf name. Oh, Get come in. On. Come on. Come on. He's come on. got me. He's finally got me. Back in the game. Come on. Round three. Yes. <clears throat> Naf name or nonsense? Mm-hmm. Let's bring it. What a sandwich. What a sandwich. Oh, this is a good one. It hasn't even got a mammal in there. <laughs> or a part of a mammal. The sandwich might have mammal in there. The sandwich might have, well, it, it could have, have chicken and then there. a pork drizzle, could couldn't chicken it? And no. por- oh, chicken and pork drizzle. It's delicious. <laughs> um, what a sandwich. I think... This person, they bring along with them a, a huge, huge lunchbox. Okay. Inside that lunchbox is a is a number of different sandwiches, depending nice. uh, which they bring out depending on the opponent that they are they are playing against. Corn will be a vegan sandwich. It'll be some kind of okay. su- sweet corn with a uh, tofu with for a the Branson. blood god. Yeah, with maybe a bit of Branson pickle on top there, just to, mm. just to give it a bit of edge. Against the Wood Elves, it'll be a dripping kebab. <laughs> nice. Um, not even cooked. 
Ugh. Not even cooked, just just raw elephant leg <laughs> on there. And I think for this reason that they are they're using their lunch against their opponent as a psychological weapon. This person doesn't work though. They've maybe been to a couple of tournaments and then they've jacked it in. I'm going to say this person is too busy watching UK MasterChef to play Blood Bowl. Nonsense. What a sandwich. Yes. Final answer? Final answer. Naff name. Come on. Come on. There we go. Equilibrium is nearly there and pulled it wrong at the last minute. (laughs) Go get the next two right. Okay. There's every chance. You did every. it the week before, the month before. I last. did it the month before, yes. Two to go. Mm. Round four. Laugh name or nonsense. Let's do it. Luciferous windmill. Luciferous windmill. I'm, 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 I'm seeing back into the 1600s. I'm seeing Andalusia in Spain. And I'm seeing a man clad... In, in in armor, an aging knight, and he's got his uh, he's got his little friend with him, and he's he sees all threats as windmills, tilting, he, he, yeah, tilting tilting indeed at windmills. I think he lived way too early to play blood bowl. I'm being very anti blood bowl tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking lo- lots of people don't play it. But I think this time I've felt the soul of him right. I don't think luciferous is a real word. If it was a word, it would mean a wolf who can't play games. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying nonsense. Does not play Blood Bowl. Spends all of his time messing about in Andalusia, pissing off windmills, or annoying windmills if we're going for the non-explicit term. Final answer? Final answer. Luciferous windmill. Yes. Naff name. No, you can four <laughs> chuffing naff names in a row. It's found my kryptonite. It's found my weak spot. Yeah. I was dodging and weaving last time. Okay. Okay, so that is a now, win. That is a win for me. A win for you. Two two in the series. Two two in the series. However, there's one more this round. There's one more for honor. Can you say face? Or can you? Tail between your well, legs. Well, let's see. I'm having a mare. The final one. Yes. Round five. Round five. Naff name or nonsense? I still need to know what luciferous means. <laughs> I've got to look it up afterwards. It's it's done my head in. You've, you've kettled my head. You've kettled my head. This one will get you. Okay. <clears throat> Naff name or nonsense? Naff name or nonsense? Pow. Just pow. Mic drop. Pow. P-O-W. P-O-W exclamation mark. There's two things to consider. Has has Scouse Boy got the the stones to come at me with five actual NAF names in a row? I think he might have done. But let's examine the deeper psychology of the individual for a second. So, pow. Exclamation mark. This exclamation mark. They would have had to be quite an early member of the NAF. But this is this is a possibility. They've also got to be 
entirely... Because if you take a name like Pow, you've got to think, what is Nuffle going to think of that? Is Nuffle just going to go, Bow, you, you take my name in vain? Let me show you what happens to someone who takes my name in vain. And the amount of retribution and divine punishment you're going to take for that you'd need a strong backbone to keep playing Blood Bowl through that. Because after all the wands and skulls and things, you're probably going to jack it in. But I think Pow has tweaked the nose of fate. And I think he or she has ridden through it with their exclamation mark. And I think, I think Scouse Boy here has taken five actual NAF names. And... It's either that or he's total kettle in my head and I'm just running around in circles and I've got no idea what's happening. And actually, listeners, maybe there is no science behind this whatsoever and we're all just fumbling in the dark for reason in our lives. Naf name. Final uh, answer. Pow. Pow. Exclamation, Exclamation mark. mark. Naf name? Naf name. Final answer. Final answer. Naf name. Oh, I got one. <laughs> I got one finally. I well thought out. Well worked <laughs> yeah. out there. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I did come at you with five Naf names this time. Had to mix it up after my performance last time. Oh, did well, just enough to take it down 3 2. It is 3 2. Let's see how it goes next time. Yes, all to play for. I think, the, I think the, the, the there the might only ashes. be about 30 odd thousand Naf names left. Yes, yes. <laughs> this, this has got legs, this. It'll carry yeah, on for quite absolutely. a while. But yeah, so I feel vindicated. I feel happy with my choice. I feel slightly dirty for coming at you with five NAF names. Well, but you, you, the look, gloves are off. You took me down five nil last time, so it's quarter past ten. We've all had a drink. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with feeling a bit dirty. <laughs> we true. like this. This is true. So marvelous. Well, thank you very much for that, Mick. This that's been another wonderful round of NAF name or nonsense. So, welcome back. Thank you again for joining us for episode four of Miss Next Game. We've had a wonderful time. Hope you have too. I, I really hope you've had a, a lovely time listening to us tonight. You, you look wonderful tonight. Your hair mm. looks great. And your you shoes smell are sparkling. Beautiful. Absolutely yeah, marvellous. Great. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye.